welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. Welcome back. Today we're going to discuss dental amalgam as a dental material and the reasons for using it and not using it to include the dental public health aspect. So to start, let's answer what is dental amalgam? So dental amalgam is an alloy containing silver, tin, other elements and mercury. Mercury is a naturally occurring element that can be released into the environment both from natural sources and result from human activity. As a result, it is a controversial component in dental amalgam and has been a topic of discussion in dentistry for many years. A bit of a history lesson here. In 1956, in Minamata, which is in Japan, a lot of people were born or presented with neurological problems. Mercury was being released as industrial waste into the water supply, which was found accountable for this. This was referred to as Minamata disease, which we now know as mercury poisoning, and highlights that high levels of mercury can result in adverse effects to the brain and kidneys. So from that, in 2017, a Europe-wide law on reducing and eventually stopping the use of mercury was passed, with the overall objective of reducing environmental mercury pollution and the risk to human health. This is what we refer to as the Minamata Convention, This name came from the Minamata city in Japan, like Ryan was just talking about. As a result, restrictions have been put in place to reduce the use of dental amalgam in dentistry in the UK from January 2018. So how does this relate to dentistry? There is evidence to suggest that mercury is released from dental amalgam over time, which can be inhaled or absorbed by the lungs. However, there is a lack of robust evidence to closely link dental amalgam with direct detrimental health effects. Dental amalgam can be released into the environment and the mercury becomes concentrated in the human food chain, such as within fish, indirectly contributing to health effects. The main source of exposure to mercury for the general population is the consumption of fish, as a result of mercury in the environment finding its way into the water network and being absorbed by the fish that we eat. So to summarise so far, the arguments are that mercury is harmful to the environment with potential harmful effects to health in high concentrations. You're probably thinking, why do we still use dental amalgam? For many years, dental amalgam has been used routinely as there was not another material that was easy to handle as cheap as what dental amalgam is, or as durable. There's evidence to suggest that dental amalgam restorations last roughly 20 to 30 years. So the elimination of dental amalgam would restrict dentists' ability to provide treatment. In NHS practices, dental amalgam is the material generally used for posterior, or back-of-the-mouth restorations, unless there is a clinical reason not to such as the patient is allergic to the material. Therefore, dentists have been routinely using amalgam for years and patients have been walking about with it in their mouth for years also, with no 
robust evidence of any detrimental impacts on health. Resin composite is thought to be just as durable, however it is expensive and needs ideal clinical conditions, such as the mouth must be dry for its use. While resin composite may be the preferred material, dental amalgam may be used if it is deemed clinically appropriate to be an option to the patient. It must be in the best interest of that patient and their dental care to achieve stable oral health. The risks and the benefits will be communicated and discussed with the patient and it is ultimately their choice from there. From January 2019, when dental amalgam is used, it must be used in pre-dose encapsulated form. In history, mercury was measured out and added to the alloy by hand in the dentist's practice. The dental chair must also have amalgam separators in the suction units or aspirators to catch waste amalgam and preventing it from going into the water supply. There are special waste tubs used to dispose of amalgam and amalgam capsules from dental practices and these are collected from companies and disposed of in the correct way to minimise the negative impact of dental amalgam on the environment. During training, managing amalgam spillages is covered. All members that are working with dental amalgam are trained in this, so that includes dental nurses, dental therapists and dentists. There should be an amalgam spillage kit in every dental practice to use in these situations. So to highlight when we cannot use dental amalgam, under the Minamata Convention discussed at the beginning, dental amalgam cannot be used in pregnant women as the fetus is more susceptible to the effects of mercury. This is also why pregnant women are advised not to eat fish during their pregnancy. Dental amalgam also can't be used in patients that are breastfeeding, children that are 15 years and under, and it cannot be used in deciduous teeth. Deciduous teeth are baby teeth. In these situations, it can only be used if it is deemed clinically necessary, but there must be an appropriate justification for this. More information can be found at the SDSEP website, the British Dental Association, the World Health Organization, and the British Dental Journal articles. Another thing to consider with dental amalgam is that it is retained by the remaining tooth structure by means of mechanical retention which sometimes means removing healthy tooth tissue to achieve the desired cavity design. In recent years, cavity preparation is more conservative, which means that we try to remove as little tooth tissue as possible, so its use as a material is decreasing, with resin composite on the rise as it is held by chemical retention instead, so it sticks to the tooth tissue and is therefore more conservative. As patients are becoming more aware of resin composite as a material and its tooth-coloured properties, they may be more likely to consider aesthetics. In this situation, they may be more likely to opt for resin composite, which will indirectly aid in the reduction of amalgam use, as we have been discussing. So in summary, dental amalgam is a durable material mainly used to restore teeth. Its use has been restricted in the UK since 2018 to reduce environmental pollution and indirect human health risks as per the Minamata Convention. This has been a pretty full-on episode, however it is an important topic in dentistry and is a topic that may change further in the future. We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry. And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment 
to keep up to date with us. Until our next episode. Bye. Bye.